0: On this week's episode of the Proper Gentleman Podcast, we talk all things Venom. We discuss the history of the character and give you our review of the movie. Also, we find out Steven's latest love interest. We give you an update on our fantasy football teams and we discuss a little bit of the trailers that have been dropping left and right. That's all coming at you here on the Proper Gentleman Podcast. Three. Episode 3. This is the three. Babe Ruth episode.
1: Babe Ruth. <laughs> this is Revenge of the Sith. Welcome <laughs> welcome everyone
0: <laughs> to the Proper Gentleman Podcast. I am your host for this week. Uh, my name is Jeff Wright. Uh, as always, I want to go around and introduce us gentlemen. But guys, give us your name and give us a fun fact about yourself.
2: Okay. Alright.
3: I'm Jake Vilewald. I'm left-handed. It's not fun, but it is a fact.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm Matt Webster, and I am right-handed. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Like, uh, I am Stephen Webster, and uh, Matt Webster is my twin brother. Oh, there we go. That's pretty interesting. That's a good one. Yeah, you can have that. That's a it.
4: good one. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm Zach Matthews, and I'm coming live from my closet in
0: Florida. As
1: always. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and again, that's a
4: fun fact, right?
0: It's very fun. <laughs> very fun uh i'm jeff Wright, and growing up i was lactose intolerant now i'm not hmm how does that work i don't know i just made that up it's the same oh, okay it's the same way i'm sorry i called you out, out on your it's lie the, it's <laughs>
1: learned behavior that's the same way that my mom told me i was asthmatic growing up and then it just poof went away
0: <laughs> yeah so we, we all learned a little bit about each other just now. I hope our, our audience got to learn a little bit about us. Some of us are handedness. Some of us are lies. Some of us are non asthma issues. So this week we we've got a whole bunch of tidbits here to kick things off. We're gonna dive into a segment I like to call news in the nerddom.
2: Get those nerds Nerd
0: nerd, nerd alert! <laughs> first first topic Zach I wanna I want to probe your mind a little bit because this is very close to our hearts now because our very first episode was about the toy giant toys R us um, yes recently news just broke that toys R us may not actually be going under it might be rebranding itself can you can you speak about that a little bit what your thoughts are
4: yeah well you know I talked to the CEO of toys R us the other day and you know he was telling me how inspired he was by our first episode, of course. So, wow. you know, he decided, you know what, let's give this thing another shot. And then he gathered the team, a team style, and, you yeah. know, came up with the idea to give it another shot. Wow. No, it's it's um it, it's exciting. I mean, it's, it's going to be Jeffrey's Toy Box, right? Like, that's an official that's, thing.
0: I think that's what the name they're going to go forward with is,
4: yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you're rebranding, but you're not, like, you know, completely tossing the idea, so um i'm interested to see like the layout how similar it is to you know the old toys r us and if they i mean i, I would assume they're going to learn from their mistake and go more of a e-commerce route so yeah that's yeah. that's
0: kind of what i was reading a little bit, it might go uh, in the way of Circuit City, which I didn't know that that was still a thing. Is but it really? Yeah, Circuit City is <laughs> still around. It's still an online retailer. Yeah. So oh, apparently okay. Toys Interesting. R Us, Toys R Us might be going that same route, trying to finally compete with Amazon. Um, I'm hoping, I don't know, that nostalgia bone in me is hoping that there's sure. some stores out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some smaller stores, maybe not as expansive as Toys right. R Us. You know, you think of a toy box.
1: Maybe like the, si- the size of like a Walgreens or something. Yeah, something Maybe even like put that. them in the mall, like KB Toys yeah, or something yeah. like that. Well, right.
0: I don't know. Malls are kind of dying too.
1: Yeah, Oh, yeah. you're right. They <laughs> Dang come, it, Jeff. Oh, man. <laughs> they,
0: they come back and they say, this is our new, new pitch, and then it just goes under because malls and then <laughs> <go> under.
4: <laughs> Well, the mall you put it in is closing. so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jeffrey's Toy Chest <laughs> sounds like an unsavory men's club. <laughs>
0: jeffrey's toy box
1: oh it, oh never mind then. even yeah, worse it, sound, a, it sounds totally wholesome it's just now your sick brain yeah probably <laughs> well, I, I, I would like to think jeffrey's toy box is how it, your toys were labeled growing yeah. up just, <laughs> <laughs> his big yeah. treasure chest and jeffrey's, jeffrey's toy, toy box, box and danny's toy box <laughs> yeah Danny's right toy box. Trailer. Danny's is just a brown box. <laughs> 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 this says Nike on it. <laughs>
0: so, going going off of our, our beloved toy toy giant from childhood, um, Jake, what were your thoughts? The new Todd Phillips Joker movie has been getting a lot of leaks as of late. A lot of set photos and set videos of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. What what have been your thoughts so far?
3: I the first time I looked at it, I I, I kind of saw the the pictures with his face paint on, it, and I'm like, it mm-hmm. doesn't really look like the Joker. But I just quickly kind of shifted my mentality, like, I guess it really doesn't have to, because this is the origin story of one of the Jokers, right? It's it's like yeah.
0: it's like a what if scenario. Okay, like so a what if alternate universe?
3: He looks terrifying. Yeah, and every movie I've seen Joaquin Phoenix in, he's. I don't know. He just kind of dives terrifying. into the role and makes it yeah. really scary. Right. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the really movie creepy. Her. uh uh-uh. In that movie, he's kind of – he's not a creep, but, <laughs> I don't know. He's really good at acting. Like, his acting really makes you unsettled. Anytime um, you have
0: to say, he's not a creep, <laughs> I, I have to question if he's a creep.
3: <laughs> but I think he's perfect for the role, and I think he's going to do a really good job of making it, like, kind of twist your insides a little bit. Uh-huh. And, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, At first, when I saw the pictures, I was like, I mean, this could be from, A, this doesn't necessarily mean it's from the Joker, just because he wasn't wearing anything. He was just sitting there kind of smirking. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is probably clickbait to be like, oh, well, this is just, they took it from another movie from Joaquin Phoenix. uh, But I was like, this is pictures from a different movie. But I saw it, and I was like, he, like, it, it almost looks like he's hiding something. Like, oh. there's not everything is there upstairs. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, yeah. it's the Joker, but just just the look on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he definitely is maniacal. You know that he's got something kind of circulating through his brain. And then there's some footage, too, of him, like, getting off a subway or something. And there's, like, manic and panic and stuff like that. And so you can tell he's kind of got a smile on his face, and then as he's about to exit the frame, he just goes to a to a uh, to like a frown. So it's you can tell he's gonna toe the line the Joker's got to being like really, really out there and really kind of you know fun, Sin- lo- like sinister. Yeah, sinister, yeah. and then yeah. going right back, he can flip the switch.
0: Yeah, he he definitely looks like he's gonna have that. Uh, emotional range right. as yeah. the joker I'm, I'm pretty interested to seeing how it develops as the movie movie comes up
3: one thing i saw was i, I can't i think i saw this on like imger or something there was a side-by-side side of his of the headshots with his face paint on and the mask that he wore in the dark night they yeah. kind of look a little similar yeah, they have yeah. like the same colors and, and stuff. that's
0: even and playing off of um wasn't it um Cesar Caesar Romero, Cesar yeah. Romero from the old uh, Batman Adam West TV show. Uh-huh. He his first scenes in the show had a mask similar uh-huh. to that, so it's kind of oh like yeah, okay. kind of <laughs> like that running theme throughout the Joker, at least live action. Yeah. and I the, th- the makeup is cool. like circus clown yeah, yeah, makeup. I was say, yeah. he's more it's like different. like
1: a diamond, like a yeah. diamond design on his eyes and stuff yeah. like that. But he, I what I liked was in kind of the the short promo footage. Um, it looked like his suit was like the bright purple mm-hmm. and green, but against the backdrop of like the circus, because right. apparently that's his origins are going to be told through the circus. Um, that makes sense because it's so colorful and it translates. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it develops as the movie kind of continues in development. But uh, going off of Joker News specifically and going more into more movie news a lot of trailers have been coming out <laughs> yeah. it, it's almost like we've been getting dumped yeah by trailers <laughs> but in a good way uh strangely enough um a ton of trailers have been coming out uh just going through a small list of some of them creed 2 fantastic beasts 2 dark phoenix bumblebee captain marvel uh into the spider verse new new aquaman extended trailers come out guys what what have been some of your favorites
1: Creed two has been my absolute favorite. Um, the Rocky movies are my favorite movies of all time. I love them all, um, not for some like macho, prideful reason. Oh man! Oh Rocky's kicking butt. Yeah. And like he's be <laughs> no. Like I have a deep connection to those movies. I have deep connection to Rocky Balboa, uh, so I love the Rocky movies. Rocky's and that what started our friendship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but like Rocky, your friendship was Rocky. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but uh, like Rocky, that whole, the first six movies in that canon was like, I love those. So when Creed, the first Creed came out, I wasn't sure mm-hmm. um, what to think because I love Apollo Creed, but I was like following his son, I'm not 100% sure. But when I saw Creed, I absolutely loved it. Like it was amazing. Michael B. Jordan was amazing. Sylvester Stallone was at you know peak performance um so when creed 2 when the creed 2 trailer came out i was like i have to watch this i dropped everything went and watched it i cannot like thanksgiving can't come fast enough like i cannot wait for this movie it looks like the stakes are higher uh some of uh adonis creed's training mimics kind of rocky's training and rocky four and why should it because he's facing Yvonne Drago's son. Exactly. Yvonne, I'm, s- he, I'm
0: so interested to see how the dynamics go oh yeah. between it, Rocky it, and uh, Papa Drago. Yeah. And then uh, Adonis and Baby Drago. Baby yeah. Drago
1: is a freaking mountain. He is yeah. massive. And it's just he's so imposing compared to Michael B. Jordan. And it's like November can't come fast enough. I right. am chomping yeah. at the bit to see this movie.
0: Yeah, uh, Zach, what, what's been your favorite trailer that's come out so far?
4: I, it's kind of a tie between probably Captain Marvel and actually, surprisingly, the Bumblebee trailer. Nice. I really yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: If if you gun to your head right now, had to pick between one of those. Which one?
4: Probably Bumblebee. I would say. I just nice. I really like the. It it seems like the back and forth between Haley Steinfeld and Bumblebee is going to be, um, really good. Um, but yeah, I really like the design of the Transformers in this movie versus mm-hmm. like you know. The other Transformers movies are like too complicated looking, you know. Yeah, right. These ones, these ones more resemble like the cartoon Transformers that we know. You know, well, they're more blocky. It's simple,
0: mm-hmm. and the story seems like it's a lot simpler in this one. Yeah. than any of the other Transformers, which before, can be so. a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. It looks like it's gonna show some some of the war on Cybertron before everything yeah. comes to Earth. But um, Matt, can you can you talk to us a little bit because um, you know, a little video dropped just yesterday for us uh, about an upcoming superhero movie.
1: Aquaman. Aquaman. Fishman. Oh uh, Fishman. Aquaman. <laughs> the it, Little Mermaid. It. This is. It's like kind of half trailer, half like it's. It's. T- it's titled as like extended footage, uh-huh. but there's like trailer elements. But if they would have <sighs> released it as a trailer, I would have been. It's, I would have been fine. And that's the thing is. Like if w- if I'm on YouTube and I see a trailer is five and a half minutes long, I'm like, gosh, I don't know. But I watched it and I was engaged the whole time. Mm-hmm. the The cinematography in the trailer alone looks amazing. And one thing I was scared of was Atlantis would look too CGI. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, oh gosh, this movie's like they're gonna be spending a lot of time underwater. Mm-hmm. So it's like fifty percent of this movie is CGI. But it it looked really good. Like mm-hmm. the C G I did. Obviously, you know it's C G I, but at the same time you sit there and you're like, Okay, I can suspend my disbelief enough. Yeah. Um, Aquaman and Mira. Um so Mira's played by Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Um he's she's gonna be kind of his romantic interest slash like partner in crime sort like of. Guide into Atlantis. Yeah, too. guide into Atlantis. And we so we got to see more of her and prior to this I wasn't a big Amber Heard fan. I hadn't really seen anything with her in it, but I just You hadn't, hadn't heard of her? Oh, <laughs> <a> quick one. <laughs> that's uh, Ooh, his, his. hey, that's pretty good, man. Uh, you like that? Yeah, you like that? Did you like what you hear? <laughs> like what you hear? <laughs> um, see, our listeners
4: won't know what that means. No, that, that's okay. exactly
1: right. Anyway, um, but I got to, you got to see more of her and the dynamic between those two, and that was awesome. And plus the majority of the trailer, there's like a r- rooftop scenes where yeah. they're running on rooftops. So she's trying to evade kind of mantises. Mantis is the bad guy. And so Black Manta, Manta? Black Manta yeah, Mantis the <laughs> uh, Bla- Call me but uh, Black Manta's kind of henchmen are chasing Mira and the cinematography on that, on th- when she's running over the rooftops, it just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you see Aquaman fighting Black Manta and that was awesome. So like, and meanwhile, you've got kind of the exposition going on, like with him and his brother and stuff. So it was awesome. I'm really excited. It, it, it really feels like they're really straying away from sort of the Zack Snyder identity mm-hmm. that people might be it's a little turned it's off a lot to. brighter. Yeah. Like you
0: can tell it's a lot brighter. Um, the tone is completely different. Yeah. It's a lot more comedic, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Right. Not, not overly. Yeah. But I don't know, that final shot, of him in the traditional Aquaman oh my outfit. Yeah. To me, I, I'm just blown away at James Wan and his ability to make everything look as good as it has so far. Yeah. And as comic accurate as it has so far. Yeah. Like I, like I think I've said before, the Black Man costume is something that I never thought would translate well to a movie or live action in any way. Right. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really the good. The Aquaman costume is another thing that people were like, it's just going to look goofy when you do it live action, and I think that's why Zack Snyder went with more of an armored look uh, for Justice League and everything, mm-hmm. but this suit looks amazing. Yeah. And um, aren't, you,
4: aren't you a little concerned that you got all those, you know, like all the feels you got, you got during a trailer, and that wasn't saved for like the movie, though? I'm just, a, it looks, the movie looks amazing, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid they're doing here what they did with Batman v Superman, I feel which like... like like, the Doomsday thing, you know, they just left nothing sure. unrevealed before you walk in, you know?
0: That's I a feel, good point. Well, I feel yeah. like what's going to happen is, because there's still a lot of story that we don't know. We we don't know, um, like, the details of why Orm, Aquaman's brother, wants to come to the surface and, you know, have Atlantis retake its place. We don't know why Black Manta is chasing Aquaman. I feel like there's they're giving us all the things that we need to right now to hook us into the movie, but I still feel like they're going to be those emotional pulls and big reveals. Once mm-hmm. the actual uh, movie hits and we see the story beats. So I don't know. It's, yeah. It's definitely a little bit of a concern that they're showing so much, but I I'm hopeful that they still have enough in the, up their sleeve. Yeah. All right.
4: It, you yeah, know, it's kind of I'm, like... I'm concerned. I'm concerned. We saw the best like action right. scene, you know,
1: Oh, I, I don't feel like I we mean, have. Yeah. It It may be like a parfait. Like, you're really excited for the cookie crumbs on top, but then you still have the pudding after that. Yeah. So, like, maybe the rest <laughs> of the movie is just pudding. Mm. You ever had a parfait? Parfait is <laughs> delicious.
0: I've
3: never heard that before. The whole, a
0: whole movie is a parfait. <laughs> Light just struck my brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going <laughs> from the world of fantasy now... Um, we're gonna bring it back to the real world just a little bit with fantasy football. Noise. Wow. Uh, different kind of fantasy. Different kind of. Very fantasy. nice. Uh, much different kind of fantasy. <laughs> um, I just want to go around the horn real quick. Um, I will go last for obvious reasons. But uh, let's give an update of our records so far for this season. Zach, let's start with you, and we'll just work our way around.
4: Uh, four and 0 oh so far oh. by the skin of my teeth. Um, nice. I've been very lucky that the the people I played haven't had their best week when I played them. Um, who, Matt Ryan's killing it for me so far. I was <laughs> just about
0: to ask who, who's your best player right now?
4: Yeah, Matt Ryan. Nice.
3: Yep. Uh, I am three and one, so I'm I'm pretty excited about oh. that. Oh, yeah, it's still still hanging in there, which is really nice. Uh, I owe that all to Alvin Kamara, definitely Adam Thielen, and then surprisingly Cooper Cup. Yeah, guy's I was going to say the Rams
1: receivers have been awesome yeah. this year.
3: like he's – especially since we have a PPR hey man. league. What? Don't compliment the Rams too much. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. It's not their fault they left. Well, we have a PPR yeah, league, true.
3: so I'm like, well, Coop specializes in – or, yeah, Cup specializes in, like, short passes. So – Oh, yeah, yeah. Might as well just throw him in there. And then he ends up getting two touchdowns or, like, a touchdown every game. So I'm not yeah, complaining.
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I am four and zero right now. So oh. Zach and I are the lone, the lone undefeated teams in our league. And uh, uh, the last two weeks, I have been projected to lose, just whether it be injuries or like underperformance. But I've had, I've had like, so many guys come through and have their best weeks, So. I've been very thankful for that. Um, my best player is Todd Gurley, no doubt. Of course. Like consistently yeah. 25 points every week. Um, and then on the same line of thinking with uh, with Jake, as far as Rams receivers go, Robert Woods mm-hmm. has been killing it. It's, I mean, it's fortunate we have a PPR league, which points per reception. Um, so that's really helped a lot. But Rams are pulling it in. And then Mike Evans of uh, Zach's yep. Tampa Bay Buccaneers has – Hasn't really, hasn't really, uh, helping out and pulling his weight. So it's, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's been a good season so far.
4: You, mm. you have, a, you have a lot of guys that like are the person on their team that the team just keeps feeding them the ball. Like oh, yeah. you know Todd Gurley, the Rams just find a way to give him the ball. You know, yeah, Mike Evans, same thing. Yeah. So yep. kudos I have that to intuition. you, intuition.
1: Thank you. I drafted well. I have that intuition, <laughs> and you. You rigged. You rigged the league in your favor. Oh yeah, well that's done. right. I'm the commissioner. Just FYI <laughs> wow. to everyone listening. Thanks so. for
3: pointing out that tidbit it's of information. Merely Zach. coincidental. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of drafting, well, uh, I I did draft well. Uh, I thought I did, uh, but I'm currently one and three. Uh, and as we're about to get in the thick of week five, I'm actually it's actually looking pretty good. Uh, leading mm-hmm. up to this week, yep, yeah, it is looking good, right, Jake?
3: Yeah, yeah, it is looking good. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Jake this week.
1: Um, <laughs> But uh, as we were getting into week five, I was getting frustrated because sometimes the problem you run into is you have guys that you think are going to do well that you did start, that don't Mm -hmm. do well, and guys on your bench consistently are doing well. So that's Jordy Nelson for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to start him. And if he gets only two points, I'm going to be very pissed off. Uh, (laughs) So uh, not really. It's just a game uh but uh but so far uh, i'd be pissed off <laughs> so, yeah okay all right i will be pissed off uh but uh some of the most consistent guys have been deandre hopkins of course yeah. for me i have him as my wide receiver uh i mean i decided to go tom brady this year i don't know how i feel about it but he's doing okay um and as a turn of events so far this week uh i'm doing pretty well cuz i got naheem hines mm-hmm. who's uh, the indianapolis colts backup running back and so he he did really well for me. And Eric Ebron got two touchdowns. He's the cold. Nice. nice. So I'm really <laughs> l- I'm really looking forward to seeing how this week goes. Um, I'm waiting for Demarius Thomas to pick it up. He's older. I've gotten him every year for the last four years, but he's older. So, yeah, he's uh, he's doesn't, have, doesn't right. have the speed in the hands that he used to. But, you know, I, I still I'm still pulling for Demarius, So yeah. hopefully I can have a good week.
3: Just a quick side note, I have Eric Ebron in another league, so I'm sitting around watching the uh, Colts-Patriots game the other night, and I'm rooting for Eric Ebron. Every (laughs) time he gets (laughs) touchdowns, yes, yes, and I'm not paying attention to the other league. And so I look in our league to see how I'm faring against Steven. He's got 80 points (laughs) in one game. I'm just blown out of the water. Like, how did he do that? Scrolling through his lineup. Oh, he's got Eric Ebron. So (laughs) so that
0: that segues perfectly into my record right now. I am 0-4. I,
2: if I would have played,
0: <laughs> if I would have played anyone besides Jake last week, yeah, I would have won. Yeah, and that is so infuriating. <laughs> Don't you hate that? Yeah, I I picked up it's a the lot worst. of a lot of great guys off of free agency. Um, Andy Dalton, he mm-hmm. yeah. killed it for me yeah. last week. Yeah, killed it for me. The Packers' defense killed it for me. Between the two of them, I had sixty points. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a A lot of my guys did really well last week, but just not good enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's a game of hindsight, unfortunately.
0: Um, Yeah, I'm projected to have my first victory this week, so I'm fingers crossed on that. Um, Playing a person who doesn't have the best record in our league as well, but, um, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. Like I said, Andy Dalton's been solid for me. Tyler Boyd's been solid for me as well. Um, So, yeah, hopefully I can turn this season (laughs) around because I need it. But, Any, um,
4: given Sunday, right. Any given Sunday, Jeff. Any
0: given Sunday. Correct. But uh, as we kind of dive away from fantasy football, I I don't know about you guys. I like to listen to a lot of music in the background <clears> sometimes. <throat> I like <clears throat> to listen to it when I'm watching football. I like to listen to it when I'm relaxing. So,
1: seems, yeah. It seems like uh, sensory overload. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a <laughs> bit of an exaggeration. I
1: that
4: was incredible.
1: I think you just had a Tourette spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my tics. It's the only touchdown. So that
0: being said, I kind of want to ask you guys, because I know we're all music lovers in this room uh, and on computer, but uh, this is a segment I like to call What's in Your Cue? So, Stephen, what, yes. what's been something you've been listening to lately on okay. your phone? or? music device
1: so um i music is playing every day for hours and hours in a day for me so and it's it's all over it's all over the place um so uh what i've been listening to mainly has been paramore uh they've nice. their last two records have been like really really good like top to bottom um just real catchy stuff like admit okay i'm gonna admit this I'm in love with Haley Williams. (laughs) Like, that's okay. (laughs) Like, yeah. There it is. I I saw that coming. (laughs) I I would have. All right. Don't get me wrong. The band itself is really good. The tunes are fantastic. But what really helps is just I love hearing her voice. So, like, Williams, if you're listening yes. To this. Yes. Is, is, is this is really, his proposal. Yeah. Please, please. <laughs> uh, I'm a good boy. I'll treat you right. Um, but like, I, I'm. A, but like, no. But like, legit. I'm, I'm like in love with her. So like, <laughs> uh, so that that helps my music listening experience. Uh, so along with Paramore, I've also been listening to a lot of Deftones. Yeah. Um, they have an album called Diamond Eyes that's yes. top to bottom, just amazing. Just jazz drum patterns and different. You know, just amazing chord progressions, ethereal vocals. Ethereal vo- yeah. Whenever they do hardcore, it's like screeching and really off-putting time signatures. But whenever they do melodic, it's really pretty. And but like it all sounds really good. good. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah. It's organized noise. And then uh, Jimmy Eat World, I've been listening to oh a
0: lot of them. Absolutely, they're nice. fantastic
1: live. I love them. Nice, Jake. What's uh,
0: what's been on your queue?
3: Uh, I've been listening to a lot of, like, indie music, nice, kind of, like, nice. softer music, so uh, a band I really like, Hippocampus, just dropped a new album, uh, I think last week, called Bambi, and it is great, top to bottom, It's nice. and that is kind of hard to come by nowadays, like, an album that's just, every song is great, um, so I've been listening to that a lot, and then also bring me the horizon that's not indie music it's a little (laughs) bit the opposite but they dropped a song not too long ago called mantra and i cannot stop listening to it i I didn't like it at first after three listens it grew on me and now i can't stop (laughs) listening to it so it's one of those it'll it'll bite you when you least expect it
0: nice uh something i've been listening to a little bit lately a new movie coming out a star is born Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, based, yeah, based off of um, performances from Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Yeah, mm-hmm. a
1: remake of a Barbra Streisand, Chris Christopherson movie from yeah. the 70s. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: the soundtrack for it is amazing. Hmm. I, I haven't seen the movie yet. I actually, we went and saw Venom last night yeah. instead mm-hmm. of A Star is Born, which my wife really wanted to see.
4: What's but, that? Hmm? What's Venom?
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) It's funny when Zach asked that. All I could see was his mouth on Skype. (laughs) It's like, what's that? What's Venom? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: here, Matt. I'll show you the rest of my face. I'm sorry.
2: There you go. So Mm,
0: I I like that. I've been listening to that soundtrack a lot. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. Um, It's very, very solid music really relaxing is
1: there a song because i i want to see it is there a song mm-hmm. like we could we should be listening to or listening for what, yeah. what do you think like the hit on yeah
0: that is? um i'm trying to pull it up right now but for some reason my what's phone
4: the one it's like in the trailer that lady
0: Gaga's singing for some reason my phone's not pulling up poker fish yes <laughs> poker no face. <laughs>
1: No, oh, Jake. She's So out of like out <laughs> of left field. She's a sp- she's playing a small dive bar and she's dressed like she's dressed like uh, uh, a robot. So, a <laughs> robot. Typical so my, Lady Gaga. My favorite song
0: on the soundtrack so far has been "Music to My Eyes." Cool. Okay. okay. So um, that's been my favorite. I'm not sure if it'll be your guys' favorite, but yeah. it's what I've enjoyed the most. No, hmm. that's cool. But um, it's
1: it's Lady Gaga and she's super talented. Oh, so I yeah. Gi- yeah. She's very versatile too. So absolutely. I guarantee yep. you, it's good.
0: So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I've been listening to, and it's, it's really been something to put on the radio or on the stereo on my way to work, way back. just helps me ease into the evening. Nice. All right, so this is the main event for this week. We are talking all things Venom noise. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 Venom. So, uh, if you're unaware, Venom is one of the most recent comic book movies that's come out. Uh, it's done by Sony Pictures, so it's it's separate from all the Marvel movies that have taken place with Spider-Man. For those of you who aren't familiar with Venom, brief brief history here. Me and, me and Steven are going to dive into this. So, it all starts on a faraway alien world, as all comics do. Uh, Spider-Man is fighting this intergalactic battle for some reason, and his suit gets damaged. <laughs> he finds a really cool-looking black suit that he puts on, and it, it heals him, and it, get, it enhances his strength. And he says, this is really awesome. I'm, I'm going to start using this on a regular basis. Comes back to Earth, continues to use the black suit, eventually finds out that this suit is, in fact, an alien organism. Don't you hate it when that happens? It's my least did favorite That happened
1: this morning. I put <laughs> these shorts on.
0: <laughs> so he, he did not like being controlled, he found out. He was being controlled by this alien uh, symbiote, as he referred to it. And um, he, he rejected it. He, he went to this really iconic scene in the comics. He goes to this bell tower, and he uh, finds out that the, the organism is weak to sound. So he starts banging against the church bell. The, co- the suit, the, the alien life form, starts to peel itself off of him. And then, Stephen, tell us who that alien life form finds.
1: So it finds this spurned uh, media journalist, Eddie Brock, who blames Spider-Man for the ruination of his career. So the symbiote and Eddie share this hate for Spider-Man, and they want to bring Spider-Man down. So the symbiote attaches itself to Eddie Brock and really just enhances his strength and his abilities and just feeds off of his hate and his rancor uh, for Spider-Man. And really that's Venom's main objective is just take down Spider-Man. And you know, the first kind of physical appearance we see of Venom was done by artist Todd McFarlane, who is known for... He brought more attitude to Spider Man, more mm-hmm. like characterization of Spider Man and he he did Spawn for Image Comics and uh, Co creator of Image Comics. Yeah, exactly with Jim Lee. And he also did Batman for a few runs and she's just very stylized. He's he is yeah. a very well known style and uh the these more there's like these more realistic action figures out there now that have been around for 15 years so Todd McFarlane did those um so that's some of just the basic stuff that needs to know about Eddie Brock's formation with Venom so so how long has Venom been a character Steven? so venom had its made his first full appearance in uh, May of 1988 so Ooh. we just passed its 30th uh his 30th anniversary he's in his golden years now oh yeah no yeah <laughs> he's he's a uh, he's, uh, 30. Um, flirty thirty, flirty <laughs> thirty, and thriving. Exactly. Hey, Venom's a, new tagline. That's a great movie.
0: Um, so he's been around for a while. Um, what What are some of your guys' first memories of Venom, Zach? Zach, what's the first thing you can remember thinking back uh, of seeing Venom?
4: I I first saw him at the uh, in the uh, Spider-Man animated um, show. Nice. Yeah, that was my first exposure to him. Don't really remember seeing him. Much else other than that, I never really read his comics or anything, but mm. yeah, too violent. That was like, that was my only exposure until Spider Man Three came around.
1: Oh, oh man, good exposure. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Matt, what about you? What, yeah, what was your first memory of Venom? So
1: it was probably the Sega game Spider Man and Spider Man and Venom Carnage. Mm. So sp- Spider or er, Maximum s- Carnage? Maximum, yeah, Spider Man and Venom Maximum Carnage. And basically, they worked together as a team. It's like a side scroller where Spider-Man and Venom worked as a team to fight another symbiote called Carnage, which was really confusing growing up because I thought, okay, Venom's a good guy. Um, then, then like you read, I read, I read some of the comics later, and I had a Spider-Man like encyclopedia growing up, and so I read, and he was not a good guy. So I was like, it was very confusing. <laughs> but I thought he, I always thought he looked really cool in the fact that I always thought it was cool that he was. One of Spider-Man's most formidable opponents because he could w- turn his spider sense off, so Spider-Man would never know when Venom was around. So Venom could take, you know, gang up mm. on him because yeah. his spider sense wouldn't go. Didn't off. know that. Yeah. And his his power mimics Venom's power mimics right. Spider-Man. Right. He's but yeah, that was probably my first exposure that or an action figure. So you saying an action figure that reminds me, um, my first
0: memory was my brother had a Venom action figure and a Spider-Man action figure. And when I was a kid, I knew no history of it, so I just looked at what seemed like a really big black version of Spider-Man and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's Spider-Man's big brother. (laughs) (laughs) It was not his big brother.
1: Hey, Hermano.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he's been around for 30 years. We all all have kind of that first memory of him. Um, Why do you think he's such a popular character? Like... I feel like when you talk Spider-Man, people go, oh, Spider-Man, Green Goblin, Venom. What, why is he so popular?
3: I think the two reasons that pop into my head first, uh, as a kid growing up, the first time I saw Venom, I just thought he looked awesome. He was. Yeah. He's, he looks tough. Mm-hmm. He looks mean. And his suit is just so cool. Mm-hmm. And then I can't. My memory's failing me. Does, he <laughs> <laughs> does the Venom in the comic, <laughs> does it have the spider on the chest or is that just a symbiote? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Venom, yeah, Venom has the, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. spider emblem okay. on his chest.
3: Because when you said, like, oh, it's Spider-Man's big brother, that kind of, th- I'm thinking back, I'm like, I think I might have thought the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it kind of seems like that. Just a different version of Spider-Man. But um, I think the way he looks is really cool. And then also, I think, I mean, I kind of classify, I could be wrong, I classify Venom as like kind of an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it kind of gets right. to that point. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's something that a lot of people like to relate to. I think that's one of the reasons people love Deadpool so much is mm-hmm. because you can be kind of a jerk and you can be really tough and selfish, but at the same time, not be a full on bad guy. Right. He right. he does, yeah.
0: he does what he wants, but he still helps people. Exactly. Yeah.
3: So you can kind of justify liking someone who's not always a good guy. Yeah. Right. And would, would you say that
4: like Eddie Brock is good for the most part with the exception of just hating Peter Parker and Spider-Man?
0: Well, so in the comics I'm not
4: familiar with the comics in really. The comics
0: he he lost his job as a reporter kind of cuz he was falsifying things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so he didn't really start off super good. Um he kind of was a jerk and then he found the symbiote and then became more of a jerk because of that. <laughs> um and you know honestly for the first several years of his existence he was a villain. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, I mean, de- yeah, pure he, he was just a straight up villain. He was a lust. violent. Yeah bloodlusting, bloodthirsty villain, it wasn't until um, was it Lethal Protector?
1: Mm, I think so.
0: It wasn't until a certain story arc in yeah. Venom's history that he started to have to like adjust how he approached things and that's when yeah. he started becoming an anti-hero, more mm. of that kind gotcha. of violent um, protector. But
1: which those, The character shifts he's had over the years kind of works into what they're trying to do for the movie. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Is it is it because he's willing to go to the dark places that Spider-Man's not that people love him so much, you know? That, like that, where that, you, that where you would, want, you would want you would want Spider-Man to like kill someone like or something like that, you know, like they feel like that villain's deserving of like, you know, not living in it, not saying I feel that way,
2: right. but you know <laughs> no. Venom's
4: willing to villain, Venom's willing to do that when Spider-Man's not. You know what I mean?
1: That's a good thought
0: feel like that that could definitely be a part of it you know some some people in the comics you just wish their heads would get bitten off Mm -hmm. venom's your guy
1: (laughs) i I think it has a lot to do too with like i don't know just maybe it's because i'm such a big fan but the art of todd mcfarlane he just made that character look cool and it's very he's very 90s and i think people have just a love you can just show them a picture of something from the 90s and the character could suck but they're like hey i like the look of that so i don't know i think that might have to Aesthetically, have something to do with it too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Aesthetically, Venom looked incredible in the comics, and you know that I think is one of the main things that I thought transitioned well over into the movie. Oh yeah. Mm All right. Now that we've laid a little bit of a groundwork of who Venom is from the comics, we we are going to dive right into the movie, the latest from Sony Pictures. Matt, just kind of, kind of walk us through. No, sure. this will be a spoiler-free yeah. episode, folks. Don't, no worries. We're not, we're not gonna do any big reveals about the movie this
1: week. But um, just kind of a general overview, Matt. What'd you think? Sure. Um, that's the thing because I was sitting <laughs> there and there were plenty of moments to where I like rolled my eyes or kind of like cocked my head and I was like, what? But as for as much as kind of a jumbled mess it was, I actually had fun with it. Like, if, if you kind of go in with the mindset, this, this is either one of those. If you look at it as back in the 70s, Marvels Marvel had these one-shot uh, issues called, like, the what-if issues. Mm-hmm. And so it was basically taking these main Marvel characters and saying, what if this happened or what if this happened? You know, what if Peter Parker hadn't become Spider-Man? So if you kind of look at it as, like, a what-if thing, like, what if Spider-Man had, was not even in the universe, never existed, and, you know, this is how the Venom, this is how he originated. Or if you just go in and be like, this is not going to be related to the comic that much. Don't go in expecting a Marvel, you know, extended universe movie. Kind of look at it as its own thing. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of shifts your shifts your enjoyment of it. But overall, I liked it.
0: Yeah, same. There were several times where I felt like the tone didn't know what it wanted to be. Um, there were times yeah. where it was kind of a buddy cop movie. Yeah, and at times it was a rom com. Yeah, A romantic absolutely. comedy. I'm not kidding. It's like ET. E. Where it was at almost a romantic comedy. There are times where it's almost a horror movie. So yeah, there there was a lot of tone shifts and kind of how you said uh, jumbled mess. I think would be too
4: jumbled harsh. mess. Yeah. Well, yeah. I
0: think that's too harsh of a word, but definitely a tonal confusion.
1: I think. I think where mess is coming from, not necessarily a mess, but kind of we were talking about earlier. Venom has has so many character shifts mm-hmm. throughout his thirty year history, and so that they tried know, to like pack right, all and into they tried to take all of those elements and mm-hmm. create gotcha. an amalgamation and 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 really just smash them all together. So I think that accounted for the weird character progression and pacing of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pa- the pacing was really weird. Yeah, or it it was it was too. The, it it had pacing problems. I'll yeah. just say it, that it se- it seemed like his, uh, fiance, mm-hmm. uh, ex-fiance, you know, whatever. Uh, it seemed like she was too understanding and okay with it. Like when she first sees Eddie Brock as Venom, it hey. seemed like she was okay with the whole Venom you know, the whole Venom dynamic that they had. She was a little too okay with it at first. Like, there was no, like, no, I can't trust you. I don't, I can't, this is too weird. It was just kind of like, okay, let's take you to the hospital. Let's get, you know, and then she's like, all right, this is what it is. Yeah, so she,
3: she seemed to not be phased by the fact yeah. that he could turn into a monster. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never seen it in real life, but. So, I mean, So how do you know how you'd respond? Um, I actually just that's be it. like get in my car <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you say that now how do I
0: know
1: that <laughs> thing won't try and kill me
0: you know I, I like what you said Stephen about the pacing issues like I said earlier me and my wife saw this last night um, she was very graceful about going to see this over a star is born <laughs> but um, she she really liked it she she I think said that the pacing was a little quick for her too um, it just seemed like they went through the story very quickly
2: mm-hmm.
0: not really spoilery but there, there's a time jump in this movie that i felt was like eh, mm-hmm. we didn't yeah. need to do that we could have you know had a montage or something showing some of the progression right here yeah but yeah. um other than that other than like pacing issues things like that what did y- you guys think about the characters themselves like um what jake what'd you think of eddie brock as a character
3: i thought i don't know it's I liked him. Um, he he kind of seemed like a disheveled mess most of the movie, and I think that's kind of w- the the tone they were trying to set. But he was always sweaty and <laughs> like. Always just <laughs> like. Always damp. Yeah, always, d- always damp. It just doesn't look comfortable. Uh, when,
1: when, he got the, when he got infected, yeah. just suppress, he's not just sweat. Open up the movie, he's like yeah. sweating. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, hey, Brock, yeah. it's real sloshy yeah. today. He's <laughs> <laughs> emptying out his shirt sleeve.
3: <laughs> well, even before he got infected, he was kind of selfish, and mm. it was kind of hard to vibe with that, I think. Mm-hmm. I like him as, as a character. Um, I know you're not supposed to to, like, vibe with every character, but mm-hmm. he just, I, I don't know, maybe that's supposed to be his characteristic. Well, he had a couple yeah. moments
0: where he was generous, like, um, he did a couple things, but, yeah.
3: A um, lot of his decisions really led to the downfall of other people. And it that's kinda, true. He right. kind of seemed like he didn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah.
1: Whenever Tom Hardy, for me, it's, whenever Tom Hardy tries to mask his British accent, I think he can only go to that, like, New Yorker accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he just, he just sounds surly to mm-hmm. me so it, ki- it kind of you, can still, it, it you like, yeah, right. can still hear it too like i can still hear it you know there were parts where he did more like voice inflection to where you yeah. could hear the new york and, and you could actually hear you know you can make out what he said but he's just whenever he's not doing his british accent he just sounded surly to me and that which makes sense for like 75 percent of the movie but like at the beginning i'm like i don't know
0: i will say i i liked how uh the trailers k- kind of made him look like an idiot and I didn't get that from the movie. Sure, yeah. The movie actually, you know, maybe it wasn't the brightest bulb, but Mm -hmm. he had thought process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zach, what were you going to say?
4: Yeah, um, Eddie Brock's character is okay, but I think the back and forth between him and Venom is like the highlight of the movie for me. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I think overall. The the relationship dynamic between the two of them... um, I kind of wish we would have gotten more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it mm-hmm. really yeah.
1: it really emphasized it was a symbiotic relationship. Like how, you know, yeah. they... Yeah, it's so, give and take. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's where sort yeah. of the buddy cop element comes in at some point. <laughs> it's, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, on. I was just going to say, um, Zach, I know for me, uh, the way Venom moved and like skilled buildings and jumped from one platform to another and stuff... That's how I sort of envisioned him moving around like in the comics and stuff. And when he's pursuing um, Spider-Man, I thought that that was reckless. Yeah, very reckless. His stuff as Venom, just like running around and stuff and uh, like fighting off people. I thought for me that was the highlight because that's how I sort of envisioned it when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. The, the character yeah. design, I think, was the strongest thing. Like, yeah. every now and then, he'd be, like, moving, and his tongue would be flapping back Yeah, and that forth. was cool. Um, yeah. I'd say the buddy cop element kind of lost it on me. Um, I personally felt like, like, I know why they did it, okay? When Eddie Brock's your protagonist, and he's taken over by this evil entity, you know, you want to make the entity kind of a protagonist, too, kind of likable mm. too. too. Um, to me, I don't feel like Venom tormented Eddie enough. Um, I think yeah. he could he could have helped benefited from you know being a little more cynical instead of right out of the gate, don't put your hands up. No, put your hands back up. Yeah, no, don't put your hands up. And <laughs> like, that's in the trailer. Sounds like Yoda. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's and that, that's in the trailer, and he's yeah. like, I don't want to put my hands up. He's like, put your hands up. <laughs> like like like, Come on. like I don't know. I don't think Eddie was tormented enough, and then you had that progression of like, you know, the Venom symbiote. You know, Stephen,
4: I thought. I thought it was kind of like a – I got more of a little shop of horror vibe. Yeah, I don't know no, if you got no, that's that. That's a good look. You know, way to like feed me that. Seymour kind of oh, thing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's actually that's actually really cool. I didn't think about that. Um, I mean, that again, when you're making somebody who's generally known as an antagonist and a, and for all of his career, when you're making him the the hero, you you have you have to have some sort of you take some sort of liberties. And I actually. I have never heard, I've read interviews with Tom Hardy and, you know, people review it. Nobody has equated it to Little Shop of Horrors. So, like, Hmm, in a way, that's that's a really cool look at it. Did you mean
0: dynamically to their relationship or just Venom sounded like the plant from Little Shop of
4: Horrors? No, no. Like, their relationship, you know, like, he kind of seems like Venom gets stronger as the, you know, as the Mm. movie goes on.
0: What did you guys think about the villain, Carlton Drake? Was Mm. he a strong villain? Did you... Care they, about him at all?
3: They did a good job of making you hate him. Like, yeah. he yeah. had no respect for like anybody. good features. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he only cared about pushing his business, pushing pushing his research forward. He didn't care about life mm. at all, and so ironic. because yeah. <laughs> it's the Life Foundation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He didn't care about anybody's <laughs> lives. So, it, yeah, they they do a really good job, uh, almost to an unrealistic level, mm-hmm. of. Of heartlessness I, th- I think I
4: don't know true no that's you're absolutely right
0: I, I will say I thought he was pretty weak yeah like as a character uh, I won't spoil what his big like goal is for the movie mm-hmm. but when you watch it if you're like me you're gonna just ask yourself how do you plan on doing that
2: yeah
1: um, the more I think, right. the more I think about it the more he seems and I, I agree with Jake but I also agree with Jeff he seemed he seemed like a like a copy and paste. He's a very scientist. cookie cutter, yeah. Phila- mm-hmm. you know, philanthropist as a false front and really he's got evil intentions. Mm-hmm. When you when you I don't, thought sorry, go ahead, Zach. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say when you don't have Spider Man as Venom's foil, you have to find an analogue for that mm-hmm. for a hero venom. Yeah. yeah. And I think the the kind of the safe route is the evil scientist who wants to use the symbiote. Um, entity for his own personal gain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I
4: yeah. I thought this I thought the scripting on Carlton Drake was like really lazy. You know, like I the he yeah. he says have a nice life two times in like a minute. <laughs> you know, like that's not a spoiler because I'm pretty sure that's in the trailer. But right. he was probably the most cringeworthy. His lines were the most cringeworthy. I thought
1: right,
0: yeah, what, just cheesy. What did you guys think of? other supporting characters um there weren't too many in this movie jenny slate yeah jenny i really slate. like jenny slate's character yeah. yeah she was good she she was strong she seemed realistic yeah yes, yes.
1: which yes, one's jenny slate dora uh like skirth oh yeah yeah she was good in yeah. um i i really like jenny slate not as much as i love Haley williams but i <laughs> i liked seeing jenny slate in there um michelle williams jenny
0: slate this is not a proposal no <laughs> no,
1: no uh, my heart belongs to Haley. um but uh
2: Please do. Um, Haley Williams
3: has his throat. Uh, #Hashtag I love you, Haley Williams. It's um, <laughs> the name but, of the episode. Uh, but, like,
1: I think Michelle Williams was good as uh, as Annie, and Ugh. Uh, and <laughs> I agree with Zach, you, Zach was not a fan.
4: Um, I mean, yeah. I did not think she was good at all. No, she, like, I'm not a big fan right. of that actress, anyways.
3: Yeah, yeah, she's good in the greatest. Maybe show, that's man. what it was. She's very good in the greatest show. Music. As I said, I'm not a big fan of that actress. Anyways, <laughs> okay. I'm
1: so, I'm sorry. Everything can't be Dawson's Creek for you, Zach.
4: <laughs> hey, man, Dawson's Creek is life. <laughs>
1: Dawson's Creek is life. Yeah, you're right. Is
4: she in Dawson's Creek? Yeah, she She's was one of the main character. That's oh.
1: where she got her start.
4: Oh, maybe that's why I hate her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <That's why. laughs> I don't follow this.
1: Um, but, I mean, I, th- I think some of the supporting players, I think that's where it kind of gets weak a little bit for me. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it, it's, yeah. It's, they're kind of an ends to a mean – or a means to an end to kind of build up yeah. Eddie somehow. Carlton Drake has henchmen, but they're, like – there's nothing – it's not like he has they're a disposable. Yeah, they're extremely disposable. Yeah, right. You, you yeah. can see the same thing in the second Captain America. Right. Exactly.
3: Yeah. I, I didn't hate um, the Doctor – I don't know. I forget his name. Yeah, there's a there's a
1: doctor character in there, legitimately trying to help
3: Eddie Brock. He kind of reminded me of the, I guess the fiance from Liar Liar. Yeah, he's just trying to. He's just a nice guy, like willing to help the ex husband or ex fiance. (laughs) Does it does
4: it feel like everybody except Eddie Brock has like 100 percent good intentions at all
2: times? (laughs) Kind of. Like he's the only
4: one that thinks like rebelliously yeah
1: maybe that was done is like is like in order to make him seem really really rebellious we have to make everyone else like super clean cut and super <laughs> wholesome so it's like it's like putting something white against a black backdrop or yeah. something yeah
4: <laughs> but like when, when he when he gets venom's powers and he starts you know going crazy no one like realistically people would remove themselves from him right i mean no one not everyone's going to want to help him, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not realistic. I don't think. Yeah. I agree
3: with you there.
0: So I know I said no spoilers and we've kind of given you guys a couple smaller ones, uh, throughout our description and overview of the movie. Uh, one of the bigger spoilers I'm going to reveal is that there are not too many connections to the larger Spider-Man world in this movie. There are a couple of them that mainly pertain to Venom himself. That being said, us gents, we have a segment that we, we call Spidey Connections, where we're going to tell you how we would have inserted more Spider-Man characters into this movie.
2: A Spider-Man,
1: a Spider-Man, does whatever a Spider-Con, spins
2: away wave any size, catches me
0: All right, Spidey Connections, guys. This is where we take Spider-Man characters established from the comics that were not in this movie and we insert them in. Uh, Who wants to go first?
1: So I'll go first. And the inspiration from this segment is how lame uh, Christopher Nolan inserted Robin into the Dark Knight Mm -hmm. Rises, which basically is just like, you should go by your middle name, Robin, with like no nod to any actual origin from Mm -hmm. any printed page. So this is sort of... We're sort of doing this as a joke to sort of lampoon that idea of just a cheap plug. Uh, so one of one thing that I have is what I would have liked to see as an introduction to these particular two characters that I'm about to uh, introduce into this universe. Is So this the symbiote is in a lab uh, at the Life Corporation. Life Foundation. Life Foundation and so... <laughs> What I would have liked to seen is some geek in a lab coat, just like working with test tubes or something. And, like, you see he's got a white lab coat on, but you see him just from, like, profile left from the side. And he turns around, and the coat says, call me Doc Ock. <laughs> and so that's a way to introduce Dr. Octopus. And, and then, then Tom Hardy
4: takes a crowbar to his face yeah. says, <laughs> not in my spot not in my spot of this. That was an Australian accent. Yeah. Yeah. That was a horrible he English just, accent. He breaks
1: character and says, um, and then he's just conversing with someone at some point, and then some guy in novelty green glasses comes out and says, Somebody say green goblin, pumpkin bomb, and just rips like a loud <laughs> fart. Um, so that's how, I'd introduce, that's how I'd introduce those two characters into this universe.
3: I've got two. I thought it'd be funny if Eddie Brock walks into a Starbucks. And you just see a barista from behind. Turns around. He's just got Starbucks visor on, Starbucks apron, and then a fur vest. And just says, welcome to Starbucks. What are you craving? <laughs> <laughs> what an outfit! Clearly craving the hunter. It's like, oh. clearly because
1: who would wear that? It's tarbo. No, no shirt on underneath the apron. Just, the, just what are you craving? Just a
3: fur, furry vest and an apron, no shirt. I like that he pulled cra- his
1: visor down. He said, "What are you craving?" <laughs> and
4: then cra- uh, cra- Craven, the Russian hunter, has a New York accent for some reason.
3: <laughs> and then uh, after he gets his coffee, he's walking around the streets and sees some homeless guy in an alley. He finds a newspaper, and he's just like, Score! Something to pee on! And then the homeless man immediately gets arrested because that's vulgar, and he's got a scorpion tattoo on his wrist. <laughs> oh, scorpion. Yeah. And this is exactly. how the Sinister I got Six is nice.
0: introduced.
2: Yeah.
0: So I, I had a couple... Um, Eddie's down on his luck. He, he is hating his life right now. He's on the beach because it takes place in San Francisco. And he's just he's walking around, and he accidentally kicks this kid's sandcastle. And the kid's dad pops up and says, hey, watch the sand, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sandman.
1: <laughs> I have I have one introducing a villain and one introducing uh, another really well known character. <laughs> so uh, Eddie, <laughs> the first one is Eddie walks into an Applebee's and he hears a kid say, "Boy, I'm so hungry I could eat a rhino."
2: <laughs> so obviously <laughs> thus Rhino right. is introduced. Yeah. <laughs> the um, <a> kid Rhino. <laughs> and, then, uh,
1: and then the second one is uh, Eddie's walking through a grocery store and uh, he runs into an old man and. Uh, <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, to, I'm gonna, I want to do this word for word. Um, he's, he runs into an old man and the, uh, the old man drops his can of soup. And he's like, sorry. And the old man's like, my name is Ben Parker. Watch where you're going next time, dummy. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then he hears gunshots in the parking lot and he sees the old man getting shot for his can of soup. Um, and then we start <laughs> can of soup. <laughs> and then, uh, we see, uh, a kid jump out of the car. He's like, Grandpa. He runs over to Uncle Ben, gra- gasping at his dying breaths, and he's like, "Peter," and Peter's like, "You got shot!" <laughs> so like Gump, and he's like, "I need to tell you with great power." What is it, Grandpa? What do you need to tell me? Or the last time, you idiot? I'm not your grandpa! And don't interrupt me! And then he dies.
4: <laughs> the only one I thought thought of was uh, uh, H- Eddie Brock's sitting on a-, a park bench at the end of the movie, um, reading a newspaper. Possibly the Daily Bugle, and then there you go. Um, you just see like a huge piece of bird poop just fall on his newspaper. <laughs> Look, he, he looks up, and there's a guy in a gr- bright green uh, costume sitting like crouching down, <laughs> crouching down on the lamppost, and he just looks at. The bat. Whoops, my
2: dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <the> vulture. <laughs> I like how it's still <laughs> bird poop. He's in like a... <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just pouring it on people.
1: He's in like a green man suit. <laughs> yeah, just a bright
4: green suit. Whoops, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Whoops, my bad.
0: So, now that we've talked about how we would introduce more characters into this movie and kind of gone over this movie, I just kind of want to end this episode um, and just go around. Should people go see this movie? Zach, let's start
3: with you. Should people go see Venom?
4: Yes, I think so. It's it's like we said. It has its faults, but it's fun.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say it's worth worth a watch. It's it's a it's a good movie. Um, it exceeded my expectations. I didn't have high hopes for it though. So, but it, yeah, I think if if you're not super into to Venom or comic book movies, you could wait till it comes out on DVD. But, you know, if you're looking for something to do, yeah, go
2: see it. Yeah, I If you like,
4: like action, you'll, you'll love the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't even get to that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. the
1: action was great. I think for me, if you intended on seeing it anyway, like if you were dead set on seeing it, go see it. Like it's fun. You know, it's kind of jumbled, but it's fun. But if you were kind of on the fence, then I would say wait until Redbox. It's worth a Redbox for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't want to drop 10 bucks on a movie ticket and you just want to wait till Redbox, red box, I say it's a, it should be a good red box. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, echo, I would echo that. Uh, if you, if you really just know your superheroes and villains based on movies, um, go like, go see it. Uh, so, I mean, just as a whole, I, I think if, if you, if you just like superhero anything, you know, give it a, give it a, you know, check it out, give it a try and, you know, formulate an, an opinion on it.
0: Yeah, I I would say if you just want to have fun at the movies, you want a good action movie, this is your this is your movie to go to. If you're yeah. expecting something super accurate to the comics and super deep or you know, something that scratches more than just the surface, you can pass on this, but Overall, I think the gents are, are giving this a thumbs up. I think so. Yeah. 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 All right. It's good for what it is. You, you mm-hmm. got that. Uh, history's been made, guys. The very first proper gentleman review of a movie. Yeah. We're, we're giving our endorsement for it. If you hated it, don't blame us.
1: And since <laughs> Toys R Us, because of our episode, is uh, Found New Life, this movie's going to win an Oscar.
3: That's exactly right. Because we
1: reviewed it. <laughs> think
3: I think that's what that means. Yeah. 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 I mean, We'll see. We're one for one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good record.
0: That's a good record. So, as always, it's been a blast here talking with some of my best friends here, talking about Venom. Um, guys, did you have fun? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yep. We we talked all things Venom. We gave you the update on our fantasy league. Hopefully, I can start doing better. <laughs> uh, talked over some trailers. Hope you guys got something from this week. Uh, until next time.
3: I'm Jake. I'm
1: Matt.
0: I'm Steven. I'm Zach. And this is Jeff Wright. This is the Proper Gentleman Podcast.
1: If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more of our episodes, old and new, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast picks. On social media, you can find us on Facebook at Proper Gentleman Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at ProperGentsPod, and you can email us at Propergentsprods at gmail.com.